why don't you lead us off today, young man? Man, I feel good. I will definitely lead us off today on this episode of Stoop Stories Southwind Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode, and we're going to really hit a topic that might put people on the defense. So before we get into the topic, I'll say this. So either write this down or put it in your notes. And I'm speaking as if I am you. That is what I choose to believe is the most important choice I will ever make, period. And the reason why I say that is because what you believe is a choice. And what you believe, Josh, actually creates the life you live because it processes for you how you internalize all that comes into the mind, right? So you do that based off of what you choose to believe. And the topic today, go ahead and bless them with the topic. Uh, today's topic's about obstacles, the mm-hmm. obstacles that are in our way. If we got a mid- we're, we're driving down the road, there's that obstacle right in the middle. Mm. What do we do with it? Well, it depends on what you believe about obstacles, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, earlier you told me a quote uh, from Warren Buffett. Yeah. It's, uh, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So I would say that Mr. Buffett knew that this was a part of the process that was on the predictable path, that there will be obstacles. And based off of how I process that obstacle, you know, I'll either be fearful of it or I will get the information that I need to overcome. Yeah, I think that, um, well, here's what I know. Every single one of us, you, me, everybody who's listening to the podcast, anybody who knows somebody who's listening to the podcast is facing obstacles in their life currently, right now, current state. There's something happening that you're not happy about, right? And we've talked about get off the stoop and all of that. But what if I was to tell you that inside that obstacle was actually the path that you need to follow, the one that allows you to change your position to get more leverage out of your current life? And, uh, you know, and the reason that I think this is a telling podcast is because today is actually November 2nd, 2020. Mm. Tomorrow is November 3rd, 2020, which is the presidential election. Well, really, a lot of po- political elections happen tomorrow. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are watching closely because they truly believe that, um, you know, no, no matter or depending on who's elected, you know, their lives are going to drastically change. You know, they want someone out of office or want somebody to stay into office. Mm-hmm. And rega- regardless of your political affiliations, you look at that as an obstacle. And so I think LeDrew wanted, LeDrew and I, you know, LeDrew and I wanted to get, you know, in front of you guys and tell you that, uh, hey, no matter what happens tomorrow, no matter what happens in the, in the, you know, in the election, you still have to live your life. You still have to learn from the experience that you have. If you can, and if you do, you will find a massive benefit for yourself. Maybe inside that learning gives you the ability to leverage something to change your life. Um, and that's what we're all about here, right? Just helping other people reach their full potential. 100%, you know, with what's decided in the election, what we really need is to know the rules of the new game, right? Because there's a new game to be had, and we've all got to play it. And you're either going to play it with the mindset and the beliefs that you are in control of creating the change that you want to see in your life, or you'll take on the role of victimhood where you take on the lens of woe is me, like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. 
Yeah, there's this book called The Obstacle is the Way, um, and it's, a, it's an awesome book. I'm actually in the, in the middle of reading, reading it, which, you know, uh, kind of really gets me excited about what we're talking about today. And in the beginning, in the intro of the book, man, it hit home, you know, to me, um, just because it talks about human beings and how we live in this world and how we have all of these things that happen to us. We have people who say things to us that discourage us or things that, uh, that happen that are unfortunate, that make us turn away and not continue to move forward towards our goal. You know, all of these things that are going to happen on, an, on any normal day and how most people are discouraged by them. You know, I didn't get the promotion at work. Um, you, know, you know, my job that today didn't go as well as I wanted it to. My wife and I are having, a, you know, challenges or, you know, whatever is going on right now that's broken you down or discouraged you from achieving what you want to achieve. And I want to let you know that, uh, man, that's so normal. That's part of being a human being. And actually, it's part of, like, understanding your journey better. It's part of, like, understanding the path uh, that you're supposed to be taking. And if you shy away from these experiences and you turn and you run, you miss the greatest gift that there is to get, which is the wisdom that comes the lesson from yeah. the challenges. And so, you know... Today, there's pandemic, global pandemic out there. A global pandemic. Man, that happens every hundred years. A global pandemic where people are sick and they're shutting stuff down and it looks like there's obstacles at every t- corner. It demotivates people and makes them not want to get up and do their very best. Yeah, you know, like this is the part that I probably, you know, post mind shift, love the most about life. This is what actually makes life fair for everybody, which is why I'm so passionate because some people think that life's just not fair for me. Yeah, It's fair because the obstacle is the way. So if you have obstacles in your way, that's your way out. Yeah, take me through this. Uh, It's not fair for me, that mentality. This happened to me and that's just not fair. Help me understand that. Oh man, that is uh, disbelief that the obstacle is the way. Disbelief that you're supposed to go to the gym and do legs more than you're supposed to go do curls, right? So if I don't, if I run into an obstacle, uh, COVID hits and it's woe me, or uh, my political party of choice doesn't win the election, that allows you the opportunity to put on the mindset of a victim. When, in essence, it's supposed to be that way. You're supposed to hit the obstacle because guess what? How else, how else would you know how to proceed and get better? than if the obstacle had been there. I'll give you an example uh, you know, of an, another football story, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going in and we're playing an opponent. Um, well, I won't even say. They, the Jimmys and Joes they had were pretty darn good this year. They had, were playing Mill Valley, and they had uh, a defensive end and a tight end who's actually playing for the Florida Gators right now. Um, and we couldn't block them. He was the obstacle in the way, and he was messing all of the plays up that I had dialed up. So, you know, by halftime, I figured something out through knowing that the obstacle is the way. You know, I figured out, one, when we tried to, we couldn't block this guy. So guess what we're going to try not to do second half? Let's not block him. Let's not block him. Let's RPO everything off of this guy and actually run plays right at him. You know, now – 
that was still an issue because Buddy was like six seven and ran a, a, a four five. Um, but it was better for us because we said, you know what? This is the obstacle. Let's course correct and adjust based off of the information that we're getting from the obstacle being in the way. And it actually made us a better team for the rest of the uh, remainder of the year. But we didn't take the obstacle in the way in and put on the woe me mentality. We went right at it and gained insight from what the obstacle you know, produced the, the conflict in our scheme uh, you know, on, that, on that particular Friday night. You know what I heard that you didn't do? What's that? Give up. Absolutely not. You schemed around it, and I think that that is the opportunity for for our listeners and and, and for the world, for that matter. You know, like like bad shit's just gonna happen. Like we're just gonna be like things are gonna go wrong. Um, feeling sorry for yourself, being a victim to your circumstances, or not feeling like you can pull yourself out of it is going to it'll crush you. Like that's that's how you lose in life. You know, persevering, having grit, which is the perseverance over long periods of time, is how you win in life. Like, you cannot quit. I had sent you, uh, there was like 15 things Grant Cardone is like a famous real estate guy. And I sent you like 15 things that Grant Cardone says to be successful. One of those things was, don't quit. Every person I know who's successful, you know how they're successful? Man, they persevere. Well, they didn't quit. I can tell you that. that They wouldn't have won had they quit. And I think we have a lot of people in life that just don't have it going the way that they want it to go, so they give up. They give up their dreams mm. because it just didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen today. So you know what, man? Maybe this isn't for me. They put self-doubt in, in their mind, and that mind is so powerful. Like, your mind is so powerful. Here's a, here's a quick fact about your mind. People who are optimistic are sicker less than people who are pessimistic. Mm. Can you believe that? That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, you know, knock on wood. Well, actually, I don't even have to knock on wood. Well, I haven't been sick all year. <laughs> right? Well, you want to know why that is? Because you want to be here. Yeah. You don't, if you want to be here, like, you'll look for a reason not to be not sick. To be, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, like, you could, everybody wakes up with the, th- the, the throat's a little sore. Yeah. You know, some people are like, man, I'm sick, I can't go in. And other people are like, yeah, man, my throat's a little sore. Let me drink some emergency. And then I come on in. 100%. You know? Yeah, I drink the emergency every day. You know, <laughs> truth be told, I have a stomach ache every morning a little bit. You know, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old, but as soon as I drink my coffee, boom, I get that out of me and I'm good. So yeah. every day, I mean, I have a little stomach ache to start the day. Uh, man, but I get that little thing up out of me and I'm, and I'm ready to attack the day. Life is going to give you so many reasons to quit. Yeah, so let's talk about what do people do when they see the obstacle? What do we want them to do or what do they do right well, now? Well, I guess what options do you have? Yeah, I mean, I think there's several options. Most of them are terrible. And then there's one good option, which is to keep on going. But let's talk about some of the terrible options uh, that we have. Uh, We can feel sorry for ourselves. Oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. That's feeling sorry for myself. Why me? Why me? Why right now? I was just getting started. Yeah. Or you could feel pissed. Man, this is bullshit. I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah. This is... You know, what's another thing? How, how, how about you feel scared so you stop progressing or moving forward? Oh, you know, you man. see the obstacle, like, oh, oh that might oh, happen to me. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go, let's go yeah. the other way. Let's yeah. go somewhere. Let's not go this route, right? And, uh, you know, when I think of obstacles, I think of, you know, so if you're listening, what did you do when, when COVID really had everybody shook? 
you know, this is when I, you know, I went out and bought the bazooka and got all these canned goods, right? You know, uh, now that was just to be safe, just in case. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, let's be fair. Everybody was shook. Everybody, everybody, was. everybody was shook, right? But like, what did you do? And I remember coming here, um, and everyone like legally, we had to give everyone the the right to say, you can work from home, you can mm-hmm. do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming here, and you were basically like, man, it's time to work harder than we've ever worked before. Yeah, and. That choice has put us in the position, uh, you know, to really have a have a really. We had in October had the best month in the company's history yeah. in October this past October, and we're going to have a year that is, man, really right where we planned it to be. Yeah, before we knew COVID was going to be here. Yeah, stronger twenty twenty. Yeah, so really, it has everything to do with what we decided to do when we saw the obstacle of COVID nineteen. Yeah, what was that Intel CEO's name? Uh, Andy, Andy, Grove. Andy Grove. Yeah, so Andy Grove states, I'm, and at the time, COVID's happening. Yeah. I remember reading this book, and it was uh, Measure What Matters, yep. and Jim Dore is talking about Andy Grove, who's like uh, uh, CEO savant, like one of the greatest CEOs of all time, that you don't, you probably never heard of the guy before. And he wrote in this book, um, you know, Andy Grove, we're having, there's a, there's a crisis going on, and Andy Grove addresses his team, and he says, hey, you know, uh, bad companies, Guess what? They fail in a crisis. Good companies survive a crisis. Mm. And great companies are made stronger by a crisis. Improved by it. Improved by it. And so, like, I I read that and I was like, damn, that's it right there. So we're about to find, actually, we're about to find out who we are. Yeah. And I was, like, kind of excited. I remember coming in and telling everybody, I think we were all doing Zoom at the time, and I let everybody know, like, look, this is the litmus. We're about to find out who we are. We're either going to be scared and we're going to run and we're going to barely survive or we're going to come out stronger than we've ever been before. And we in- implemented a stronger 2020. We asked everybody, what is it going to take? What do we need to do mm. in your role yeah. to ensure that at the end of this COVID crisis or at the end of this year, we're stronger than we were before? And the funny thing is, you know, um, we didn't check it. Like three mo- three to four months went by and we didn't check it. And then I circled back to everybody and reviewed it with them. And almost every single person in the organization had already accomplished what they said they needed to accomplish to make sure our organization was stronger in 2020. Made me so proud because I knew at that point that we were an exceptional company because this made us stronger. Yeah. So this is the it right here. You know, someone has made it through what you're going through right now if you're listening. So all the problems that you're up against, the adversity that you're facing, the obstacles in your way, no matter what they are or how severe they are, someone has made it through that, which means there's no excuses here. And I love the fact that you were in that book, uh, which you have recommended to me, and, and I was able to read after the fact. But had you not been there, maybe you know you didn't have the mentorship of, of Andy Grove, man, maybe we just would have survived it. Like a lot of people did. No, a lot of people that did just survive it. Just survived right. it. Uh, they just, they came to terms. Hey, looks like we're going to be down 30%. Let's not let's make sure it's not more than 30%. And you want to know why? Uh, well, here's the funny thing. We were in that camp. When you don't know what's happening, you have to automatically come to terms with the worst possible scenario. What's the worst scenario? All right, come to terms with that. I understand what the worst thing that could happen is. And then after that, you start building up your current state uh, from a mental standpoint. That way you're not surprised by anything. But, like, everybody's come to the terms like, hey, look, we're just going to be down. Yeah. Uh, 
And then we started getting motivated by the fact that it didn't have to be that way. We can make it whatever we want. And guess what? When, uh, you know, when people are fearful, be greedy. And when people are greedy, be fearful. And people were fearful, man. So you know what we did? We actually doubled down. We doubled down. We were one of the only companies that didn't pull any dollars off mass media from a television perspective. And you know how I know this? Because the TV people called me and they said, thank you so much for not pulling your money off my station. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else pulled the money off the station. We we stayed pat. We continued to advertise and drive revenue. And that's why our business had our best month in October that we've ever had in the history of our organization. Yeah, you know, so that would lead me to say, man, seek mentorship because someone has the answers to what you're going through. You know, this reminds me of the story, and uh, the book escapes me, but, you know, Wrigley's Chewing Gum did the exact Mm -hmm. same thing when crisis hit, and everyone killed the mass media, and Wrigley said, hey, well, let's double up and go twice as hard, and then uh, they they, they penetrated, you know, the market for chewing gum. Yeah, so you may not be running your own business right now, or maybe you're in the the path to get to that point. Maybe you're just living your life. Uh, You still have this ability to double down. So what does it mean to double down in your current life? If you're currently working as, as a team member at one of our brands, at 1-800-GOT-JUNK, how do you double down on your life when things get tough? Give me an example of what they can do to double down. Mm, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, practical advice, right? So what you can do to double down, you can understand what it takes, knowing that obstacles will be in your way, and you can prepare yourself for tomorrow every day. So doubling down for me means making the responsible choice every evening that will set you up for success in the morning because we get after it early here. Yeah, well, and it also could be, hey, let's pick up a book and read. Hey, let me go and seek information from the leadership on what I need to do to get better. You know, like if you're currently in a position and you want to get a promotion and you haven't asked, the person who's above you, hey, what do I need to do to get better? Or what do I need to do to achieve my goals? You're losing, man. You have to ask that. You can't, it it doesn't, you know, like, to me, that's doubling down. You have to have clarity on what does it take. Yeah. So you can actually give it or exceed that. Uh, Don't leave any doubt. Don't live in this world where you don't know, nobody knows, you're just going to work every single day. That's good. Hey, that's vulnerable. That puts you in a vulnerable place. You know what else I would do? What's that? To double down. Let's say I'm off tomorrow. I'm popping into the office just to shadow for a couple hours. What are the leaders in this business doing that's moving the business forward? Let me observe from their lens, a lens that I don't typically get to view life through. Yeah. So I come in on an off day and just see what the leaders are doing in the business. Yeah, that's great. I like that. That's doubling down versus playing the game all day, sleeping in, doing God knows what. Eating bad food, drinking tons yeah, of beer. Yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff. Hey, look, and it's funny because, like, that's just not common, right? Like, everybody lives in this world where, you know, like, their friends, they just don't do that. And if your friends do that, man, you're at the right place. Stay there. Mm-hmm. If your friends are doubling down and they're going in and spending extra time or got their nose in a book or are ex- work, trying to work extra hours or are trying to get better or are doing reps or asking you to role play with them on the weekends, yeah. man, that is a that is somebody to hang out with. That's a friend indeed. That's that's who you want to be around. But with if you're looking around you and your friends are doing everything that uh, takes away from you, like getting fucked up or, you know, whatever, playing the game all day or, yeah. you know, not doing anything productive, you should question if, 
Like you, they want to be successful with their life, yeah. or if you even want to be successful with your life. That's it. So here's the test. Here's how you know. You know, you talk about the obstacle being the way. You're talking about doubling down. Here's how you do it. So everybody listening, no matter what uh, your position is, from the executive to the newest team member, in or outside of this brand, think diligently about the people who think in a way that's aligned with you. And then think about what those people do, what they believe, who they hang out with, where they live, what they spend their time on. Because truth be told, if you live in a lane where everybody just agrees with you, you're going nowhere fast. And when you see the obstacle, you retreat. Mm -hmm. And if you exist in a world where everyone who thinks in a way that's similar to you recognizes that the obstacle is the way and when we see it we might not know what to do so we gather information from books and resources and and other businesses that have survived crisis and were improved by them if you're in that lane you'll recognize the people in that lane man they live in a way that's quote unquote lame to others so you know really what it's all about is man who agrees with your thought process and what i know to be true in my life personally is that um man I mean, to be honest, not a lot of people agree with yeah. my thought process. And I listen to you talk, and I think to myself, you know, the first step of all of this is believing in yourself. You have to believe in yourself that you're worth it. Yeah. Like, that is such a foundational component to winning. Like, no team ever won if they didn't believe in themselves. Yeah. I don't even know if that's possible. It's not. So, like, believe in yourself. If there's something you want, you have to have the courage to do it. And, like, courage and facing obstacles go hand in hand. We just got off the phone with a, lo- a young leader here in this organization. And we're talking to her, and I'm thinking, like, you have to believe in yourself. You want something. There's, you have to believe in yourself that you can get it. Or you're always going to come up with excuses on why you shouldn't say something or shouldn't do something or you shouldn't, you know, be a part of something. Like, without that belief in yourself... Your, your mind is always going to give you reasons of why you shouldn't do what you need to do mm-hmm. to be successful. And, you know, what it takes to be successful, man, often it's lonesome because not a lot of people are doing those things. And it takes courage. So when you see that obstacle and then you find the tools in the obstacle to get through it, you'll recognize, man, I got through that. And then you look around and guess who's there? Nobody. Nobody. You're by yourself. You're looking and then you see everyone who retreated or who just paused and stayed there and waited for maybe, I don't know, maybe the rain to wash the obstacle out of the way, you know, but you recognize, man, it's actually a lonely place when you're willing to do what it takes to get what everybody says they actually want, which is why you should know your thought process should not coordinate or align with most people's. Yeah, I think that that might not seem very <laughs> appealing to most people. We're on the, yeah. they're like, man, maybe I don't want this, you know, like, and I, and so they may ask, you know, like, why should I want this? You know, why should I believe in myself? And like, why should I want more? You know, you're telling me I'm going to be alone. You're telling me I'm not mm-hmm. going to agree with the people that I like. I'm not going to get to drink and party like I want to. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. get to do anything that I really like to do. Man, I really like playing the game. Mm. And that's a great question to ask yourself, right? And, I, and, I, and the only answer I have for you is, like, because you can. Like, you do it because you have the ability to do it. And to not yeah. do your very best 
is sacrificing the gift that you were given. Mm, you know, man, that's that's so good. This reminds me of a conversation that I had with the pastor who was who was an econ grad from Stanford this weekend, and we were talking about belief. And I love what you said. Like you have to believe you deserve it, that you're worth it. And you know, growing up, I actually, you know, I was, I was explaining this to him uh, about how my belief was contaminated. How I believed that I couldn't be smart because I'm black. So I didn't really apply myself in school and I was good at, at sports and, I, and I'm fast. So I'm like, man, I'll just use this as the vehicle to get me where I needed to go mm-hmm. until I realized I'm not going to the league. <laughs> and then I had to snap out of it. And then I started getting the grades that coordinated with, uh, you know, my education major, which had to be a 3.0 cumulative GPA to even enter the program. And at that time I wasn't, so I had to retake a lot of classes. Moral of the story being, man, I had to change my beliefs to align with me believing that I'm worth it and it's possible for me. Yeah, so you didn't believe you were worth it or that you could be smart because you were black. Why do you think that was? It was because I saw the obstacle being minorities aren't really winning out here yeah. where I was from. And then we moved from the inner city where I'm like the only black kid in the class and there's only a handful of us in the school. And the majority, like, the majority of the black people that I saw, like they didn't hold positions that I saw as respectable in the community, you know. Um, so yeah, I thought that that wasn't for me. But guess where I did see a lot of black people on TV playing sports or rapping or rapping. Yeah. So I said one of the two: I'm a rap or play sports. Yeah, there's really no easy way to become successful, and like I think ultimately everybody has this feeling inside of them where they want to be more. Yeah. Like I want to be more. I want people to see me and believe that I'm worth something. Yeah. Um, and, and that's totally acceptable. And wanting more for yourself is exactly what should be happening. Uh, but there's this component of like wanting more for yourself and then matching it up, backing it up with the discipline it takes to get more for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I hear, I've heard you tell the story before about you know, not seeing anybody around you that you deem smart that resembled who you actually were as a human being and the negative effect that that has on that that had on you and in the same right i see you now walking the halls and you know other minority men walk up to you and they look at look up to you yeah and you can be that person that you didn't have for somebody else so that's the answer when you ask you know you ask the people ma'am why do you want to do it if it's lonely it's because everyone's counting on you so that you can be that person to say, hey, look, it's possible. I'm just like you, whether that be you're a minority or whether you're a woman or whether you're a foster child. You're, you have to be that person. We're all counting on you so that when, that when the person that grew up in foster care sees you and you're successful, they don't have an excuse as to why they can't be. So when they see the obstacle in their way, they can say, man, I can get through it because he did. Yeah. So he created a belief in me that makes it possible for me. So I know that everybody in the world can win at the same time. We don't gotta kill each other. Black people, white people can get along. They don't even have to be a, a movement about it. You know, everything can be okay. You know, all it takes is us believing that we are worthy of success and us believing that we've got to make it through this obstacle because people have to see me here in order for them to believe. So they're counting on me. So I know this is true. You know, the people that 
you know, it, you know, when you decide to make that change in your life and you start doing all the popular things, you're going to have friends that fall out and say that they don't like you or that you're fake or that you change or this. But those same people that hate you the most in the beginning will love you the most in the end because you're their only outlet to getting out. And when they do, they'll thank you so much. And I know you as a CEO, you've had so many people come up and I've heard them, you know, just come up and thank you for the opportunity. We had a, a former employee come back to this building today because of what this place is and just say, hey, man, thank you. Thank you. I, I saw him dap you up this morning, yeah. walked all the way to your I office to so come I, find you, know, you. That is always a testament to like, and not to toot our own horns because we certainly have our fair share of failures here, but uh, that's something that I always you know, pride ourselves, I, I pride myself in, in this business is that uh, not a lot of people like going to work a lot, right? Most people don't want to go to work. Uh, most people definitely don't want to go to a place that they used to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So when we get employees that have uh, worked with us in the past, or they come back and they, you know, they they're just checking in and seeing how we're doing, and I uh, always find that uh, you know I, that's gratifying for me. That, that says we did something right along the way, and we may not have done everything right because they're still not with us today. But uh, you know, we at least gave them enough good advice or enough. Uh, we gave them an environment that they believed helped them grow, which is, you know, what this is all about. So yeah, I, lo I love that about this place. So we're embarking on the end of a year, right? We've only got a few podcasts left before the year is over. Yeah. And the obstacle is the way. So what I will say to you guys is take a look at your plans for 2020. Have you accomplished them? Have you already exceeded them? Are you there yet? If you're not, it's because you saw the obstacle and you retreated. You didn't do what it takes. You didn't use the obstacle for the information that it would provide you along your journey. So now we're at a point where we're like, man, we've got two months left before the year's over. Yeah. Either you created the change that you wanted to see and you were improved by the crisis like Southwind, or you allowed the, the, the obstacle to just, man, maybe become something you just got through or maybe you got worse from it. But I do know this, you're either going to create the change you live in your life or you're going to live out the change that time dictates for you, which means you'll never like that. So we only got a little time left in this year, and we've got to make it an impactful one. I can tell you this at Southwind, well, I was fired up at our, at our uh, leadership meeting this morning where we took a look at our impact statements. How are we going to impact the business moving into a time where people usually let off the gas because it's almost Christmas yep. or Thanksgiving. We're about to go harder, taking a look at our plans. If we haven't exceeded them, we're going to make sure we are trending to meet them by the end of 2020. And man, you know where I'm at. I'm trying to, I'm trying to double down, as you would call it, yeah. and go twice as hard, man. Yeah, my challenge for everybody is don't wait till the new year to come up with a resolution of who you want to be. Do that every day. You know, like I asked everybody to do impact statements because like, Vision is so important in life, and the impact statement is a bit aspirational, meaning like it may not be where you are right now, mm -hmm. but I want everybody to have a, gui a guideline. Who do you want to be? What impact do you want to make? And then I just want to ask you, are you doing that or not? You know, so if, if you're listening or when you listen at this point, take a pause and write your impact statement and then decide what is going to take for you to accomplish that what impact do you actually want to make on this world in your family in your business yeah you know like because it well here's the here's the, here's the reason why you do that because if you don't you won't 
Mm-hmm. If you don't make it, if you don't write it down and you don't make the statement and you don't make it public, the chances of it happening is rare. You have to talk about it. You have to be about it. And most importantly, you have to believe in yourself. You know, if you're in this organization or you're listening and you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe you're capable of accomplishing your dreams, man, you're, you know, that's wrong because you can. I know you can. I've seen people do incredible things. I've seen, I've seen people come here as a retail employee making $9 an hour selling Harley Davidson t-shirts mm. to running one of the best call centers in the entire country. I've seen people come here from making five twenty-five at Jimmy John's plus tips. Plus, <laughs> plus tips. Plus tips. Mm. To running an organization in less than two years. I've seen a gas station clerk mm. come here and after a couple years, own their own business and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've seen people do things that other people would think were unbelievable, unattainable. People that are in their same category at their same place in life. They saw the obstacles and they retreated. The other people did. But these people I just mentioned, they didn't retreat. They pushed forward. They didn't look at feedback as criticism they looked at it as an ability to get better and so or or, or or a mechanism to get better is better as a, a way to better better say that they looked as feed at feedback as a mechanism to get better are you actively receiving feedback from the people that you respect are you asking them hey what can I do to get better what do I need to do to move forward in the business believe in yourself you're worth it I promise you, you are. You can do it. I know you can. Man, that was beautifully stated. And what I'll also say each of those people did that you referenced is they created belief. So they made this world a better place. I know it for a fact. The people that 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 see them, that look up to them, maybe people on their team, maybe their family members, they showed others that it's possible. All you have to do see the obstacle, learn from it, go through it, become improved by it, thus getting off the stoop. So get off the stoop, people. The obstacle is supposed to be there. Yeah.